live from State Street in the heart of Chicago. You are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Barstool Big Cat. Host of Pardon My Take. And voluminous tweeter at Barstool Big Cat. It's time for his weekly conversation with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Barstool Big Cat in studio. Brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. Get yours at StellaBlueCoffee.com. Portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Chicago. Boy, you got the Super Bowl hat on. Yep. Look at it. Well, this is uh, from oh, what year? Not, it was from a while What hat am I wearing? Uh, I Super Bowl like six or Super, Super Bowl 14? 15? I, how stupid 14? is it that we have to do Roman numerals that every dumb. time? It is 14, right? Yeah, X, 14, yes. IV, what are the Super teams? Bowl 14, it's uh, Steelers and Rams. Yeah, so the 47 brand, which is a great hat company, which we collaborate with, they released like 10 old Super Bowl hats. And I just bought them all. Oh like, really? That's cool. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that one wasn't just in the closet from from way back. That no, one had to be just, yeah, had new. to be made. Yeah, new. yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say you're not because that's unlike you to be wearing the upcoming Super Bowl hat. And then I noticed. It, yeah, I'm yeah, like, it's old school. I think you could like because they they screwed with the logos in the last I don't know 15 years, but the old logos are cool. Like they they completely messed with it where there's just they're like corporate and there's no. Like you remember when it was like if there was a Super Bowl in New Orleans, there'd be like it would it would have all kinds of stuff or like I think San Diego had one where it was you know palm trees. Yeah, well, that one's right. got like the trees. palm trees. Yeah. I like the palm trees. Yeah, or when there was one at the Rose Bowl, there'd be roses on it. What's up, guys? I'm I'm Happy I'll just birthday, say this right now. Thank yeah. you. I'm loopy right now. I'm on very little sleep, so I can't be held accountable for anything I say. What's that's on a, your mind? Then? But that's as always. I mean, yeah, when, when have always, you been? Especially right now. So, with that in mind, what's on the front of your brain right now? Well, what are you thinking I was, about? Yeah, my birthday was yesterday. We did. Um, we we. I decided for my birthday I was going to do a live stream of trying to find needles in a haystack. <laughs> that was a mistake. How do you come up with that? So, like, I don't I, know. tell me how this meeting I, goes. I think I thought of it randomly like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, "Yeah, we'll do that." And then the day came, and I was like, "Wait, what are we doing?" The hay showed up in our office. I'm like, are you ugly? Is... You're not allergic, man. No. Hey, some oh. people are allergic to hay. It was bad hay fever. Yeah, yeah. but I was. <laughs> it took us about six hours, and uh, I got home around two. I tried to get sympathy for my wife this morning, and she just looked at me. She's like, you do this to yourself. What are you talking about? She's right. You came up with the idea. She's right. She was 100% right. What did she get you for your birthday? Um, What did she get me? We went out to dinner. Oh, she got me some headphones. Nice. Yeah, you don't really. Presents are stupid. I agree with you. Presents are dumb. Yeah. I mean, if you want you something, you go get you it. Want. Yeah. Yeah. The... Um, and then, then, then everybody kind of gauges your appreciation or love or right. whatever for your... Your cash. wife or, or husband based on cash. Yeah, Give cash. you should ask her put a little extra cash gambling in the money drawer. Yeah, yeah, the drawer. Cash. yeah. She controls cash. it to begin with. Yes. Uh, all right, so I had two other things on my mind. So that was the first. Um, I I'm disgusted with Sylvie. Uh, that Duke sweatshirt was disgusting. I was watching the Clemson Duke on Saturday, and I had my finger on the phone to text both of you. I was hoping that Sylvie's kids were going to cry in Cameron Indoor. And be like, Daddy, why'd you take us to this game where they lost? It's a rite of passage, isn't it? It's 
it's brutal that he'd put on those colors. Uh, and now you are a dookie. Like, you are. Well, I know once, I can tell once, that you've been, like, completely corrupted. And, and you're, you, you know, you've been... It's, it's, it's crazy that you're a dookie now. I'm disgusted but, with you. Okay, a couple of things here. Isn't it different if you know the head coach okay, personally? Okay, yes. Nice name drop, Will Bond. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I just... It's not Coach K anymore. To, like, if I... Cameron Indoor seems like an awesome place to see a basketball game. Oh. I would go, and I wouldn't put on Duke gear. I sat next to you at a Wisconsin game wearing Wisconsin gear. All right, that's gear. a fair and point. You didn't have anything Bru- on point. That's a fair point. Because of Ben Brust. Because that's a fair I was point. friends right, with you fine, and fine. you, Good Jonathan, and Ben. All right. and like, so if, if I'm friends with someone in the program... I'm going to jump on the bandwagon. I'm a good bandwagon jumper. Listen, I said it was a good counterpoint. Okay, so we're just going to pretend okay, I didn't so, even okay. say the first. When was part. the last time you painted your nipples at basketballs? Was that uh, it? That was like two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah, two, three years ago. That was that was, awesome. that was beautiful. That was good. The basketball bra. And then my yeah. last thought was, I don't know if you guys have discussed it, but uh, I think after three days, three days since the championship Sunday. I think the Ravens' loss is so much worse than the Lions' loss. Uh, yeah, so because the Ravens were more... They were at home and... And that, and that game plan made no sense. Right, and as bad as the Lions' loss was, because you're up 17 in at halftime, the Lions went they, they went out on their sword. That's how yeah. they played ball all year. So like, you had no problem with Dan Campbell, what he no was problem. doing. Yeah, no problem. And uh, the Ravens just had a horrendous, horrendous game plan, and they played their worst game of the season at the worst possible time. Whereas as bad as the Lions, like like I said, up 17, that's brutal. But the ball bounces a, a weird way. It bounces off a guy's face mask. There's a fumble. That's just football. That's the craziness of football. I learned my lesson betting against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I have not. Well, well, I'm, well I already bet on him on the Super Bowl, so I guess I have. I should have just taken the points. Like, I mean, it was four. Right. I would have. But I had the Ravens' future. I know. So he's killed them all. I don't understand why you bet on the, the Ravens and the money line when they were the favorite. Yeah, that was, that was weird. And then rooting yeah. for the Chiefs. I had them parlayed with the 49ers. Sounds like you got a gambling oh, so problem. so it was a parlay. Yeah. No, <laughs> listen, listen. You're I'm betting seeing, for I mean, you. Yeah, you the Ravens and you rooted for the Chiefs. Yeah, I, and I called myself out for it on on Monday, but it was a ten dollar bet. So okay, okay, yeah, but it was a great championship Sunday. But wait a minute, if, if I get what you're saying about right. Campbell, I and I'm with you yep. on Campbell. But if that's our team, how long does that take us? To shake that loss off. It depends because I think the context really matters in the case of the Lions where you got there because of Dan Campbell and the way he coached this season. Like he he added wins to that team. 20 by, 25 on fourth and short. Right. Is that what yeah, his, I, his I think win weight was 17 was. for 20 on fourth and three or less. And then I went and looked it up and, and Badgley, their kicker, was yeah. 65% on 45 or more. So, I mean, that right there tells sure. you. Yeah, no, right. But I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think the context is if we had a coach that, that completely reshaped what the Bears are and he coached a certain way and then we got to that point, yeah, it would hurt a lot. But losing a game where we were – forget the coach's decision. A game where we the Bears were up 17 points yeah. in the championship no, game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's an all-time loss it, it is. in general. It is, for sure. And the second guessing obviously will happen. But I had – that's how he's coached. The only thing that Dan Campbell should be criticized for, and it was third a down. monumental yeah. screw-up, was the use of the timeout at the end of the game. Well, I think that third down call is not even his. It's, it's Ben Johnson. 
Yeah, but that was so stupid. Oh, it was awful. You can't it, it you was, lose the game an, right it's, there. It's you inexcusable. Have to have three timeouts. Yes, it's yeah. inexcusable. And they keep Ben Johnson. So, like, if you're a Alliance fan, you get a little bit of a reprieve I, on Tuesday. I would say this as well. I I think Ben Johnson's fabulous. I, I I thought his game plan the week before was the reason why they won. And I think anybody would be happy to have Ben Johnson as the OC. They stopped running the ball in the second half as I know. well. Like it just felt weird. It felt like not yeah, only were they three. I was like, just run the ball. You've been. You, they weren't just getting three yards rushing. They were getting three yards push. Yeah. Like, their offensive line was displacing their yes. defensive line by three yards almost every play. Yeah, their backs weren't getting hit till three or four right. yards down, the, down right. the field. So it was a great Sunday, though. Great Sunday. And now we get a Super Bowl that we've had before, but I don't care. Is Patrick Mahomes the best you've ever seen? I th- He's still got to go a little bit farther just because it goes into the whole debate of, like, longevity. Like, you have to give Brady... The seventh Super Bowls is insane. You can't say someone who's, who potentially is about to win his third is better than seven. Well, you can say that Brady's more accomplished, but can you say now that that I think Patrick still Mahomes would have is a better get, player? I think you'd have to get to four or five, and then you can, and then it might become well. What we saw from Patrick Mahomes was different than what we saw from Brady, but Brady did kind of kind of the same thing. Like they are the new Patriots, and the fact that they will have a season. Where everyone will write them off yeah. and say that they are not good and they have a down year, and then you get to January football and they just play winning football, and it doesn't really matter how they do it. That's the thing that I've been so impressed with. Patrick Mahomes, the first three years, four years of his career, it was bomb the ball, it was these inc- crazy plays down the field, offense, offense, offense. They've completely changed their roster. They got young on defense, and he's just doing the same. He's just fitting into that in a different role, but still winning. Yeah, it's amazing. It's crazy. Six years, six AFC title games, four Super Bowls. He already has more playoff wins than Peyton Manning, I believe, or he's tied. If he wins this Super Bowl, he'd be third all-time in playoff wins and tied for third all-time in Super Bowl. How about Travis Kelsey's stats in the postseason with with Patrick Mahomes? They've played 17 games together. In those games, Kelsey's got 133 catches for over 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns. He should be sued for what he did this year because he stunk for the second <laughs> half of the year. He did. He should be sued. He should. RJ should get on the phone he and we was should get a class action lawsuit. Unbelievable in that in in that game on Sunday. It, it was crazy. He was unbelievable. And th- those are he just he just breaks a team's back. Yeah. Because that it wasn't even the the first drive was pure Andy Reid, unbelievable script. They know exactly how they want to attack the Ravens' defense. Perfect, right down the field. The second drive, when he had, there were four third downs that Patrick Mahomes did something just himself. He had yeah. a scramble. He had that Travis Kelsey flip. That just, that you can't do anything about it. It's I, like, so, you, 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 how do you keep going out and playing defense? It's like, you, there's nothing you can do to defend that. I, I saw Luke Keekley was asked, how do you defend a, a receiver or a tight end like Travis Kelsey, I thought it was really interesting. He said, you never can take your eyes off of him. Right. Because you even like when he, he comes out of his break, the tendency for a defender is, is to then look at the quarterback. Right. He said you can't do that because everything that he and Mahomes do, 90% of it, is all... It, it, it's, yeah. you know, you're ad-libbing. Yeah. So as soon as you come out of your break, Mahomes isn't always throwing it. He's waiting for what you're going to do after the defender reacts. And then he gets it, yeah. And and I, I so I said I said this on PMT on Monday, but people criticize me because we're obviously a national podcast. Like, oh, you figured out a way to rope in the Bears. But I can say it here. Watching that AFC championship game, and it's obviously at a way different level than what we're talking about here in Chicago. But that wasn't that... Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields. Like, what? Weren't we just watching that? 
a guy who can make all the throws versus a guy who, when it gets a little tight, can't make all the throws in Lamar Jackson. And, like, how do you win Super Bowls? How do you go deep? You need to have the guy. Do we know that, that Caleb Williams will do that I, on the I, NFL I level? I don't. We obviously don't. But we also know that Justin Fields had games where it's yes. looked kind of like that, where it's like the, the throws are a little late or they're not exactly accurate where they need to be or they're a little deep. And, like, that's the difference. Mahomes was – the ball didn't touch the ground for the, for the it, first, it, like, 12 it's, passes. It's crazy. To that point, I was, was throwing this at Waddle yesterday because everyone keeps calling us and saying, hey, Caleb Williams, Notre Dame game. Caleb Williams, Notre Who Dame cares? game. Well, do you know – you know, One game. Second to last Patrick Mahomes college game. He lost to Iowa State. There do you know you what go. the final score was of that game? I, I threw this at Waddle yesterday. And I, ga- I gave you the wrong score, too, yesterday, Waddle. I said forty-five to thirteen, what Iowa was it? State, sixty-six to ten. Iowa State beat Texas Tech, oh, and man. here's Patrick Mahomes's stat line: right, eighteen of thirty-six, two hundred nineteen yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And ever, I'm oh, if he can't beat Iowa State, uh, how could he ever beat any of these NFL teams? Right, you know what I mean. So, like, let, let's remember all the great. Tom Brady couldn't win the starting job by himself yeah. in Michigan. Yeah. So let, Peyton let, Manning never beat Florida. Yeah, yeah, like all the That's uh, a fact. And then, and then here's the other mental gymnastics thing that I was doing. While I was looking at these game logs, I was trying to wrap my brain around this. How did Ryan Pace put on the Oklahoma tape? Oh, yeah, that game, the Baker Mayfield game where it was like the most insane game of all time. Patrick Mahomes in this game was 52 of 88 yeah. for 734 yards, five touchdowns, one interception, and he also ran for two touchdowns. It was the craziest game ever. I remember watching that game. I was just like, this really? is awesome. I don't think I watched Patrick Mahomes in like the third quarter. It was it was the it was just bang bang every single there was no defense. You smell that weed right now? Yeah, it's yeah, big. My it's big God. time. That was as strong it's as good. it's been. It, yeah, you said it's good. good. You like that? You can know. tell what good weed is and bad weed? No, not really. I'm just so this like, is delirious. This that... is alley weed from the alley right next door. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. But I, I, I think watching that game, I know that you know this is going to be the debate we're going to have for the next three months or two months. You, you need a guy who can make all the throws. And then it's going back to my original point, the Lions, Ravens, which loss was worse? The Ravens, you had... Your team completely healthy. You were at home. You were a four-and-a-half-point favorite. AFC Championship game in a weakened year where Joe Burrow's hurt. You didn't have to play the Bills in the playoffs. All these things broke your way. And Lamar Jackson, as great as he is, about to win his second MVP, and he's phenomenal. Love Lamar Jackson. Who's going to age better, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson? Oh, when yeah, they're 35 he, years he, old. Yeah, history tells you. The window is smaller yeah. for the Ravens. Yes. That's just the nature of the quarterback. L- listen, this was the first time Lamar had played, what, even 16 games in the right. last three years. The last two years, Lamar had only played 11 games in each season because of injury. And I, th- I honestly think maybe I'm way off, and a Ravens fan will tell me I'm so stupid for saying this. I already feel like he's lost a little touch of that explosiveness. That fourth and one run where he got kind of caught by the safety – I feel like a couple of years ago, that's 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 gone. It's an 80-yard touchdown. The week before, he ran for 100 yards and two I know, touchdowns. I know, but just... I, it's well, just I, to your point, yeah. though, there's no question that guys who play the game like him, your shelf life is significantly shorter yeah. than somebody like Mahomes or someone who's playing from the pocket. Yeah, so, so. I just watched that game, and I was like... I. I 
Caleb Williams. It's got to be Caleb Williams. So, okay, so you're in. It, it, yeah. it, your decision is done. I made up done. my mind. You don't need a pro day. You don't need the combine. No, you don't need because they're going to do the smoke screens. They're going to start bashing his character and saying all this junk. And we're just, you just got to block it out. Yeah, block it out. So where do they Crying. trade Justin to? Pittsburgh? Yeah, we were, we were talking a lot about that, too. Pittsburgh's got the 20th pick in the draft. I'm not sure they're ever going to get a first rounder for Justin, but... That Maybe sounds, Atlanta for a second rounder? Courtney has them in today's ESPN article going to Vegas for a second oh. and a seven. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, okay. Yeah, because what would that second be? Like somewhere Pretty around good, like right. 45? Raiders, yeah. The Raiders are the 13th. I think Here's they have 13 in this. So yeah. I think I nailed yeah, it. Yeah, you did. I did. 45. You did the math quick. Yep. Uh, I still got it. Yeah. Yeah, even I, even in a moment where you're you're tired and you're you yeah, know tired your head smelling out of weed. Yeah, I'm firing on all cylinders. The weed makes your, your maybe your math better. Yeah, maybe the that's smell true. of weed makes your math better. Become smarter. How do you feel about Greg Olson and and the Tom Brady him. thing? I love him. <laughs> Dreamy. Love him. He's. I mean, Greg has been like Greg was like maybe the original like athlete barstool fan. So he's always been great to us. But outside of that, my personal bias, he's an incredible announcer. He's been great. And I think it's 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 too bad. I wish they could do a trade, get Romo out, and let Olsen do CBS. He yes. should be he should be announcing one of the biggest games every single week. I think that's just he should. He's proven that. And so yeah, we we're stuck with Tony Romo. How about like an announcer draft, no networks affiliation, every week you do a you reshuffle the announcer booth. Well, here's the thing. I I wouldn't be shocked if Jim Nance is calling his last football game in, in 10 days. Oh, really? What do you know? Nothing. Nothing. I know nothing. What leads you to that conclusion? More likely Nance's projection. last game or Kelsey's last game. Jim Nance is like, I can't do this anymore with this guy. I think it's okay. So he just, he just did his last March Madness. Yeah. So he's clearly getting into the twilight of his career where he's like, I'm taking less. You know, he's going to do golf forever because that's a perfect setup. He doesn't have the Super Bowl again for, what, three years? I think it might even be four because ABC gets in there at some point. He wants to go out on uh, a Super Bowl. Tony Romo's really annoying to work with. (laughs) So you think he makes the announcement at the end of the broadcast, this has been fun, this has been great, I'm out? I think what happens is maybe it gets leaked before the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. One of those things. I like this conspiracy. Yeah, where it's like this will be Tony Romo's last, or uh, Jim Nance's last game. From your lips to God's ears. (laughs) And then he, and he kind of just, like, he doesn't really address it, but everyone knows that's that's a fact. Call Barrett Sports Media and get this uh, printed up. Yeah. This is theory. Based on nothing. Big Cat's got a conspiracy theory. Based on nothing. Other than the fact that he is, I mean... Have you ever played golf in, in Jim Nance's backyard? No, that looks like so much fun. I have been to Pebble Beach. I went to lunch there. Is that what it is, a mini Pebble yeah, Beach? Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. Little, it's it's a, like a par, Beach, small right? par three hole kind at, of. At like Pebble Beach, Oh, yeah, right? he lives yeah. on Pebble yeah. Beach. It's incredible up there. It, it, like, it, I don't know what Romo, what happened to Romo or if he was ever good and we just were too amazed because he was different. Wait, did he I, never bought, I never no, bought into sorry. it. I was People hated me and PFT for saying this like five years ago. We're like, we don't see it. I just think he's he's not like the worst. But when you're watching now an announcer, is, yeah, you want an announcer to explain the game to you. And you also don't want them to take away from like what you're hearing, the, the atmosphere. Like some of the stuff that Joe Buck is able to do where Joe Buck uses silence yeah. to his benefit, where he's like, he lets you be in the moment. 
And 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 for some reason, like it feels like sometimes Jim Nance is trying to do that because Jim Nance is obviously a Hall of Famer, but then Tony Romo will 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 get in there and be like, "No, I you know I gotta I gotta talk and I gotta make some weird noises in everyone's ear." Don't look at this because this just came out. Okay. Like, and it came out this morning. I don't know if you guys saw this. I Have did you see seen number two. I'm surprised by that. You bastard! I was trying to hide okay, it from you right. so you would guess. I haven't seen ranking every Super Bowl champion team from oh, one to fifty-seven. I read that wrong. That does make sense. Number two. Right. I thought it was ranking every Super Bowl. No, no. Every then, Super Bowl that's championship why I was like, Number team. two makes no sense. So the best teams, yeah. champ, Super Bowl champions of the 57, Aaron Schatz. Is that how you pronounce his oh, name? Oh, yeah. DVLA. Schatz. Yeah, we've had him on our show. He's a good guy. Schatz. I'm from Chicago. <laughs> but but they he's ranking every Super Bowl champion team from 1 to 57. Obviously, the reason I asked that is where would you guess that the 85 Bears So there, I'm going to guess one two. or two. I'm going to guess two. I did not see one. I want to guess one. Okay, guess one. Man. I will tell you that, that yes, the Chicago, the 85 Bears team, he has them at number two. Okay. The, the best of the Super Bowl so champions. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that either one of that the steel, one of the steel curtain teams... Is Cowboys number one? I don't think the Cowboys. Unless you've got a sneak peek, I don't I think not, you guys are. Uh, I, I, don't th- I don't think you're going to get it. All right, I have a crazy guess because they blew them out in the okay, Super Bowl, or one of the Giants teams. I was going to say the the '94 Niners. I was. I th- oh, one of the Joe Montana. No, that was Steve Young. Steve Young. Young. Is back. against the Chargers, and they won- they scored like 45 yes. points against the Chargers. What about the '89 Niners though? They beat the Broncos like right. 55. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that, that that's the team that. Yeah. All right, give us a give us a, a 20 year span. Okay. Um, we obviously haven't gotten it. You would have told us unless you fell asleep. No, there. you didn't. Have, you didn't get it. Okay. I mean, this was way back or like recent. Well, what's recent to you? Last I mean, you're only years, 39. Give us, further back. Give us a decade. Okay. Uh, it, it was in the 90s. So oh, do man. you think it's one of the Cowboy teams with Troy Aikman? And, yeah, and, I would think so. The you Giants. You guys aren't going to get it. What, oh, about the, oh, what about the Broncos? The Broncos mm, against the... With the LA? What what yeah. the, the, Reds, the Redskins when they Mark oh, Rippin wait. that Mark Rippin team was yeah. stupid. Wait, I think you I got it. I think I got it. I think I got it. The I, best ever. I think I got it. Knowing it's Aaron Schatz DVOA, it's like advanced statistics. Is it the greatest show on turf? No. Ah. Oh, that was a good guess, though. Dang. All right, so just one more guess, okay? Well, we've guessed like every year now. It's got to be a great quarterback with a great defense. The, uh, the Redskins. This one we didn't guess. Not which, the Cowboys? Which, which Redskins team? 91? Yes! Oh, oh look wow. at you! There it is. So yes, Mark Rippin, the though. 1991 yeah, Washington Redskins team. Did Miller get it right? Yeah, he did. For the 91 season, Washington was second in offensive DVOA behind San Francisco, third on defense behind Philadelphia and New Orleans, and first on special teams. So he's teams. not going, wait, so Schatz is not going off vibes. He's going off literal numbers. But, but wait, again, was Mark Rippin the quarterback of this team? Uh, night. That was his year, was it? Yeah, yeah it was Gary Clark, uh, Art Monk, Ricky Sanders. There were the seventeen receivers. and two that year, and they killed the Bills. Yeah, Mark Rippin had like a horseshoe up his the whole year. Mm. All right, what else? Let's let's go through a couple of these other ones. Okay, so the Bears were second. Yep, number three. I like the greatest show on turf. That team was yeah. Loaded. I wonder where they are. 
Number three is San Francisco in '89. Yeah, that's yep. a, that. Like to me, give me that team over that Redskins team. Yeah, they were number right. one in the league in DVOA during the '89 regular season, but really set them apart as a way they destroyed the playoff opponents. They have them at three. Number four is the 1996 Green Bay Packers. Okay. Number five is that's the '92 far. Dallas Cowboys. That was their first Super Bowl, right? Yeah, first yep. of three. Yep. Uh, number six is the 73 Dolphins. Not the perfect Dolphins. Not the perfect team. Uh, number seven is the 2004 New England Patriots. Okay. Number eight is the 75 Steelers. Number nine is the 95 Cowboys. And number 10 is the okay. Denver Broncos. There's only one Patriots team in his it, top ten. It's also crazy because there's only, there's only one team from the 2000s. Right. In the top ten. Where's yeah. that Ravens team? Was, if, if, like... If you've got a ripping led team, where's the Trent Delfer great defense of the Ravens? Is that way down? Oh, that's a good question. Well because, um, well, because of shots, the DVOA, their offense wasn't yeah, that good. Yeah, their offense oh, was yeah. horrific. But you My know guess is it's going to be way down. That yeah. Ravens team won, like, I think they went some, it was something ridiculous. Like, they went, like, five and three in a stretch where they didn't score an offensive well, let's go back, right. Let's, right. Go, yeah. let's go backwards. To see who the worst. 57 was the Colts in 1970. Nobody knows that. 2011 New York Giants. Yeah, I mean, that makes Eli, sense. They Eli get Manning. hot at the right time. Yeah. yeah. 2001 New England Patriots come in at 55. With hot at the right Brady. time, yeah. Was that Brady's first year? Look at this. So, yes. 53 and 56 are both the Giants. That yes. shows you Eli Manning. Right. Just a yeah. guy who's like. Completely average his entire career. Where's the, the, Nick, thing? Where's the Nick Foles uh, Eagles? Oh, yeah. Baltimore Ravens in 2012 was at number 50. Uh, just the, belated going birthday. The, I don't like belated birthday. You missed it. What, can two, we just say happy birthday? No. What are we doing? So you're done? Like yeah. You're, you're I'll see you in 365 days. <laughs> you're 364 days away. Like, like Waddle didn't wish me happy birthday. I did when you came in. Belated. No, it's I didn't, over. I didn't you say, missed it. I didn't say belated. I just said happy birthday. But you don't say, like, Merry Christmas on the 27th? I may. What about Happy New Year on in? the 2nd? If do. I didn't see you... Maybe. If I didn't see you until the 27th, I'd say, hey, Big Cat, happy Christ- or Merry Christmas. Yeah, but it's it's over. It's over. What? We moved on. Next play. <laughs> We're on. We're on to the next That's play. That's an old man's response. No. You're young. You don't... You can't be that... that I jaded. made a huge mistake last night not... Including the needle in the haystack, I, I we did birthday cake at my house at six thirty. It was a war getting yeah. my kids to bed. I was gonna say that's that was a wow. huge that's late mistake. Night sugar. Well, oh, what kind of man. birthday cake are you doing? The sweet Mandy bees, um, oh, yeah. banana chocolate, the best. Sweet Mandy the bees. You, have you best. had any contact with Taylor Swift? No. Have Do you, you ever talked to? Her? Maybe expect, that you will. Maybe like a, a cease and desist type of thing. That would probably be a contact. <laughs> that was that technically contact? Yeah, you're not it is. She said, assist. Yeah. That would be contact. Absolutely. <laughs> you're not tired of her, are you? No. People are so stupid. They're they so are. lame. Yeah. She was on the screen for like less than a minute. Yes. And like, who cares? I love people who are like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl. Yes, you are. Yeah, of course you, you are. You liar. Everyone and watches the Super Bowl. If you don't, you're stupid. Yeah, right. When America about, watches the Super Bowl. We are we are cutting over the line of the, the it's kidnapping yeah, zone. No, yeah, I know. It's kidnapping I, zone. I just peeked at the clock. I, 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 I was say, I we're, peeked the we're, we're in the kidnapping zone right now. I peeked at the clock. I'm aware of my surroundings. Lock the door. I have a, I have a code word. Get the rag out. What? <laughs> I don't have a rag. My, uh, no. What my, is your, my what is, Apple what's your Watch safe is going to be like, are you uh, okay? What's your, what's your safe word? 
I, I'm not telling you it. Come on, tell me what your safe word is. Why would you? You can change it. No, you can change it. I would never tell you it. Why, if way, you had a safe word, what would it I would be? Not, I would never Parlay. reveal it. Nope. Can, can I ask you this? <laughs> I would, really and then I'd have people come and try to save me all the time. <laughs> where, where would wanting to see Caitlin Clark play basketball be on your sports list currently? You were a big Sky fan. I was I back was in the day. Holder. Um, I, I would say like not. Super high, but it's definitely like if she was in, if she was playing in Chicago, I'd be she like, yeah, she's tonight. She tonight. That's why I'm asking. I, I can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> she's playing Northwestern. You set me up. I was just going to say, you just got randomly asking. Got four free tickets for you, Big Cat. Happy birthday, Big Cat. Happy birthday. Oh, man. You're going tonight to Northwestern. It was your birthday gift. Okay, let me rephrase. If she was playing. At Barstool headquarters, I would watch. I, I would much, watch. She, I much, she, she showed up to our office and yeah. was just shooting some threes. I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. I'd much rather watch her play than anybody on the Bulls currently. Yeah. No, I still love. I mean, Kobe White, and I still love Caruso. Boy, he is he has perfected the art of flopping, hasn't he? Yeah. He's a re- he's made tremendous strides. But nobody hits Who the floor me? more than yeah. him. Yeah. Are we gonna, are we... got a shot in the last seven minutes, someone said. Is that going to get traded? I really, really do not want to make this play-in game, you know, junk again. <laughs> it's so tedious and like no man's land and just what are we doing? We played earlier. Kendall Gill's got this infatuation. And I love Kendall. He's got this infatuation of, in the post-game show, yelling at Bulls fans, Bulls fans, be careful what you wish for about wanting to trade Zach Levine. What? Yeah. What do, what do you mean? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> like like that we're evil for for what for just I don't even understand not being that. Happy where where Listen, the Bulls are. If you are. trade him instead of being 4 games under 500, yeah. you may be 6 games under be 500. Be careful, you might slip out of the 10th seed. They yeah. made they made two extra seeds that aren't even real and you might slip out of one of these fake ones. They're 10 and 15 with him. I know. I know. They had that stretch where they were, like, legitimately good for a little bit. Oh, and by, by the way, like, the the Raptors with really nobody there any longer shot, like, 45% from behind the arc and 52% from the field. Zach's not stopping any of that. No. No. That's crazy. Just hit the whole reset. I'm so yeah. sick of it. Just just do it. Hey, is Cody Bellinger ever going to sign? I think so. I, I Like, not that I've got that on lock, but I think they're playing this right and they're they're waiting for him to agree on the terms they want him to because I don't think there's much of a market for him. I hate how they do this with with free agency and baseball. Like there has to be a start and end. Oh yeah, like there should be a window. I hate it because I just like I'll just be. So there's no end date to this, huh? I'll be like, just like walking my dog or like in the shower. I'm like, wait, did Cody Ballinger sign yet? Like what? I. Nope. It just keeps popping in my head. Do you know how many free agents are still out there? Blake Snell hasn't so signed. many. Right? Sign him. Yeah. Why not? Get them all. They're just <laughs> sign them all. Sign them all. Collect them all. That should be the strategy. Just wait till February and just sign everyone. All right. So when are you leaving for Vegas? Sunday. So next week, I think I'll be able to call in. I got to check. I got to do the time zone math, which is always tricky. What's on your itinerary for that week? Yeah. Are you going to see our guy Nick? Yes. I got to text. Yeah. Him. At the yes. Fountain Blue. Yes. Yes. So. Yes. Um. I just have a bunch of work. Yeah. I don't really, I, I like. I like Super Bowl week, but I'm. It's a lot of work. All right, don't, co- don't complain about going. I'm not to Vegas complaining. I said Super it's Bowl. a lot of work. I'm not going to be 
Gambling Listen, the whole you're not time. young anymore. You're I'm 39. Not young. I'm not you're 39. Young. Tired. I'd be a lot of like going to bed early so that I can actually get some sleep for once. Uh, and then the following week, you ready for this, Sylvie? Vacation. Vacation. Oh, I'm really? not calling in. Where you going? I'm going to Cabo. Nice. With oh. some with some friends. There's like four or five couples. It's gonna be great. Oh, a couples. A, yeah. Couples retreat. Nice little thing then. Will you guys all swap a roo and stuff? I would be open to it. I don't think anyone wants... I don't think I'd be the first pick in the draft. <laughs> this would be like re- recess, and I'm just I, standing there by myself like, wait, is anyone going to pick me? <laughs> <laughs> How's the wife feel? Does she know that you'd be in, up for that? Uh, no, she, she'd be like, you. it's something I say. I obviously wouldn't because I'm, you know... Yeah. It's not, say I'm not exactly like Don Juan in the, or whatever, Fabio in the bedroom. Who are you then? Yeah, Who are so you in the bedroom? I'm like a like a fullback dive. <laughs> I can get you a yard. <laughs> not much more than but that. What if it's third and it and, What if it's third and, and, and a couple times it'll probably get blown up in the backfield. Yeah. Probably trip over the the the, the uh, quarterback. It's third and nine. Fall flat on my face. Big cat. It's third and nine. You can't just give us one I, yard. I can get you a tough yard between the tackles. That's about <laughs> it. Nothing more. Oh, don't, don't put me in motion. I'll run out of gas. Do you, you have to go to the sideline for oxygen? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I don't think I'd be... Uh, that yes. is. With the first overall selection in the Cabo uh, yeah. Swaparama, I think she would just Jan da- Cash. Yeah, she would just dare me to do it. She'd be like, you won't. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Oh man! It was just—it was just talking for the show. It was just for the show. <laughs> they kidnapped me. I lost consciousness. <laughs> well, the good thing is, I—I I, like talk on so many shows. Every she can't possibly keep up with everything. No, especially this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I don't know. Yeah. No one knows that. Uh, All right, enjoy. Yes, All right, have a good thank try. you, boys. So I'll see you in two, three weeks. Three weeks, I'll be right, back in studio. Right, right. How about this weather, by the way? Not bad. Incredible. Like that makes you makes you not want to go on vacation it's to Cabo, incredible. doesn't it? I'm just I'm so happy because all these people moved to Chicago, you know, for the office and like a lot of people had never lived here and I was praying that we weren't gonna have a bad winter because they'd be like, What did I do? Not well, a month ago, was, everyone yeah, was, was like, Oh, what yeah, the hell right, did I do? Right, but December was nothing. We had a week in January and now I keep looking, ten days. Right. It's ten days looks great. El Nino, I think. Yeah. Then you got to thank El Nino. It is the El Nino. Nino. No, the Nino. The Nino. The Nino. <laughs> All right. Thank you, boys. Right, you Love you guys. There's Peace Barstow out. Big Cat. Happy birthday. Right. Again, no, he's pro. Merry Christmas. Same Merry Christmas. Christmas. Brought to you by Stella Blue Coffee. Uh, you can get it at StellaBlueCoffee.com, and a portion of the proceeds goes to Paul Chicago. We're still uninterrupted. You can listen to us on ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2. On the FM side of things, just make sure your uh, HD is enabled on your car radio. Download the ESPN Chicago app. We're available now on YouTube. You can watch us live. You can get all the uh, the recorded portions of it. Shorts are there as well. Uh, our channel is ESPN Chicago on YouTube. And then, of course, you can watch on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Steve, you're on ESPN 1000. What's going on? Hey, I called in, uh, actually I've called in the last two weeks talking about how it pains me because I'm a Michigan fan that I, I wanted to keep Justin Fields. But I think after watching the uh, the games this weekend, I, I've switched sides. And I think accuracy is really the deciding factor in, in why. I just feel like 
we might have a better chance of, of winning a lottery and, and the once in a lifetime of having back to back years with the number one pick. We got to roll the dice. We got to take the gamble and hope it pays off. What's the worst that could happen? I, I'll I, hang uh, thanks for the call, Steve. I, I find this revelation by many, I, and I, well, I, I would say many, but based on what you saw this weekend, that has changed people like Steve's opinion. It was Big Cat who said it. Yeah, I, I that don't, surprised me too. That doesn't like I don't connect those dots. I don't. I don't put Justin and Lamar together anyway. I don't. So what happened with Lamar uh, this weekend doesn't do anything to me with Justin to begin with. Do you know what I mean? Yes, because like quarterbacks. I, and Lamar's a better player yes, than Justin, yes. and history tells us that. That's a Lamar issue for the playoffs. Correct. That's not a Justin issue, and Justin is never on his level. Right. Even to begin the comp, to, like that always w- made me un- uneasy to begin with. And by the way, is this the first time people have seen Patrick Mahomes do what Patrick Mahomes does? No, but I, you I know what, though? I could see why it might crystallize it for some people because Lamar Jackson had yet another MVP season. They were at home in a situation where you felt like, okay, if ever Lamar Jackson and that type of quarterback play was going to be able to beat Patrick Mahomes, it was going to be in this scenario, right? It couldn't have been set up better. So I can see why some people who have been, I think if you're serious about the discussion and not just a fanboy, if you look at it and say, the, if Lamar can't do it, there's no way our guy can do like, it. Like, like, yeah, like the th- thought is, can Justin Fields get to the heights that Lamar Jackson has gotten to? And even if still, that's and, not good enough. And Jeff, by the way, I, I mean, I, like the thought that Lamar just plays in this Greg Roman system from five or six years ago is a fallacy. What Todd Monken is asking him to do is not roll out. 95% of the time, or they're not all quarterback-designed runs. They use Lamar's dual-threat ability in that offense, but even the ball is still coming out quickly, and they're attacking the middle of the field. They still do everything a really good quarterback needs to do. So, like, anyone who thinks that Lamar's just playing in this hybrid offense that is just dialed up for him specifically, I just don't personally see it that way. I think that he was good in a number of ways that weren't just a result of him being a really talented dual-threat quarterback. I wanted to read you this from Brad Biggs uh, in his mailbag in the Tribune. He said uh, he got a, a – this is a question from a, a, a reader that says, do you recall another time when Bears fans have been this divided over an incumbent QB? I don't believe even Ryan Poles truly knows what he will decide – Given he hasn't seen what teams will offer for the number one pick, do you agree? And this is Brad Biggs, who's covered the league forever, has covered the Bears forever, and has dialed in as any beat guy really around. And he said, this is what Biggs' answer is. I try to avoid the back and forth over the topic, to be honest with you. I'm not sure the masses are quite as divided as some believe. I imagine polls will field phone calls, but barring something extraordinary, I believe he will stick at number one and draft a quarterback. If the Bears arrive at a point in the evaluation process where they have strong conviction on the quarterback at the top of the draft, polls should say no thanks if he receives calls about the pick. And that's sort of something that you have said. But again, this is the guy who also told you a few weeks before the Matt Eberflus decision was made, or at least when public on the decision, where he was telling people he was reading the tea leaves that said 
Matt Eberflus is probably going to be back. Biggs is very well connected, and now he's saying here that he thinks, barring something significant, they're most likely going to be drafting a quarterback at number one. I think that's very interesting to look at. I think this kind of probably, if you ask Brad, where he's been all along. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's nobody up there that's more well connected than him. It, it, look, it it makes sense. I mean, why wouldn't it make sense to most people? I I I still think we go through this this exercise every single day. It's I, I get it. It's the nature of the beast, and it's you know we're a, a football f- fanatic society. I just don't understand. Like, are you? Is everybody? Like, so dug in with Justin because you think he's this great player that just has been wronged by everything else? Or or I don't know what it is because I've never seen. Because right now, if you put on a highlight tape of Justin, you're going to be wowed. He does some things exceptionally well. But the body of the work, which has been affected by a lack of talent around him, and you can argue the coaching hasn't been great as well, and that'd be a good argument. Has the body of work, I, I guess the question I'm asking is, has it equated to the level of people dug in for him? Like, I don't know if, if what people are really kind of pounding the table for is they think that trading the number one overall pick and adding all of these assets is the answer, or is it that you just think Justin is going to be this great player and he just needs to be surrounded with people and he needs to have a better coach. Like, I don't know where people's... Because you can't sit and tell me that watching him play after three years... And again, he's done some really good things, and I'm telling you, he's been dealt a bad hand. I don't know that you could sit there and, 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 and really try to convince me that what you've seen so far equates to him taking you where you need to go. I'm not. Th- I'm not them. Yeah. This is what I think they they would say that he's got all the skills. He hasn't been developed properly, and he hasn't been surrounded properly. But I would okay. So those people who you're representing, I would say, what is that skill set that when you say all the skills? Because in terms of accuracy, the accuracy isn't top half. The you know the the processing isn't top half. Um, the feel in the pocket, the movement in the pocket, isn't top half. Like. If you're banking on all of that getting significantly better going forward because everyone around him is better and the coaching's going to be better, then that if that's your argument, I get it. Right. Right. No, and I'm with you on that. I right. mean, so I just where you, when you evaluate the situation, I'm just curious as to where people are and why you're dug in on that side if that's where you are dug in. Right. And like uh, in something that I wrote the columns coming out tomorrow is this to me, and I love, and, and the basis of this is, this is the most passion, kind of like what the, the, the reader said to Biggs. This is the most passion and most divided I've ever seen Bears fans. And we love passion as a sports radio society and sports radio host. But I've never seen the anger oh, quite it's, like it's divisive. this. Right. And, and to me, this should be leading into a draft not into a playoffs. Like, there's more fun when you are in the playoffs and you're talking about championships and stuff like this. But leading into a draft pick, th- there should never be a more fun time than now. This is why I kind of, maybe I didn't, you know, express it the way I should have. And, but I could understand the, like, the emotion, the bubbling to the surface emotion if it was a player 
that was more accomplished, and there was even a contemplation that you're going to move off of him. Do you know? Understand? You know what I mean? Like, there are no Pro Bowls. There are no, and those. I, I'm just using it for example. There's no four thousand yard seasons. There's no thirty touchdowns. It's all glimpses of stuff, with the admission that he has been dealt a bad hand, but yet the emotion for sticking your foot in the ground and defending that position is unlike anything I've ever seen. It would be like it's it's to me it's kind of like akin to the the argument about Michael versus LeBron. The emotion and the but but you have this bevy of of resources to support your your Michael Jordan theory or stance. Like we really don't have if you're a a, a Justin fan and you want him to be the quarterback going forward. I get it. But the level of emotion that's attached to it doesn't equate, in my opinion, if I'm expressing this correctly, to the level of accomplishment. Right. Even considering the bad hand he's been dealt. Three three two three seven seven six. Adam Johns is as good as anybody out there. Will join us uh, to give us some context on. And I thought what the Bears got yesterday with another assistant coach. Again, I didn't love that they kept Eberflus. But what I thought they did to build the offensive staff was pretty damn good. And I thought we'll tell you about the assistant they signed yesterday who has been there through what the Bears are going through this year. And uh, we'll tell you about that coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Like the uh, signing of uh, Thomas Brown. I mean, I don't know him well, but Thomas Brown obviously was on the McVeigh staff with the Rams, and he was with Shane Waldron there too. And you had two guys in in your building that you interviewed to be offensive coordinators. Yes, and the Bears uh, interviewed him as an offensive coordinator candidate. Now you get him as your passing game coordinator. And so now you've got them paired together. And an, another thing is he's a young, highly regarded guy who is the OC in Carolina who just went through the process with Frank Reich of scouting the quarterbacks a year ago. And, like, if you've heard Waddle and I talk about this, many people believe that the Carolina coaching staff did identify C.J. Stroud as the better quarterback. Ownership stepped in. And they told them to draft Bryce Young. So he could tell you and help you what went wrong, what went right, what they learned from scouting the two quarterbacks, what went wrong with developing the quarterbacks, uh, with the offense, with uh, Bryce Young, what they what they would do over again. So I, I think with the input and with helping Shane Waldron and Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles, I think it's another really smart voice going forward, whether it's with a new quarterback or with Justin Fields, that you add to your staff, that you've just done a really good job, in my opinion, of putting together an offensive staff. I thought they've done a nice job. They brought in a number of guys to talk to to begin with. So it wasn't like you just talked to two or three people. You did your due diligence. You did your research. And now you've come up with a really good, experienced crew. Yep. Danny and Highland, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Danny? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Danny. We're good. Um, you know what? I was, think- I was listening to the conversation about uh, 
people that are saying, well, if we keep Justin Fields and trade a number one pick, we can add all these players and fill all these holes. But here's my problem. In Chicago, we have been dealt mediocrity at the quarterback position at best, right? We're not used to great. Great players elevate the players around them. They don't need the players around them to elevate them. Great players can overcome bad coaching, bad situations. I, I, I just want to get your, you yeah, know, I your think there are moments. Yeah, I think there are moments when really difference-making players can ascend above some of the mistakes around them. And I think you see that in a lot of sports. Like there are some people that are so talented that they can take a mistake and turn it into a positive because they make everyone around. You know, the, the, the key word now, the cool kids say multiplier. Montez Sweat's a multiplier. Montez Sweat is a guy that what happened with that entire defense when Montez Sweat was was added to the mix? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody's production kicked up, including his. And then the secondary, which we all felt was very talented, had a ton of potential, started taking the football away. Only the San Francisco 49ers had more interceptions this year than the Chicago Bears. Right. Jalen Johnson all of a sudden started taking the ball yeah, away. Yeah, I mean, so there are situations, there are moments, there are players that actually make people around them better, even in adverse situations. All right. We're going to talk to Adam Johns, who's great at what he does. We'll get the latest on what he thinks of the Bears coaching staff, what he thinks the Bears are going to do at quarterback what he's hearing on all that stuff. And today is a big Bears anniversary. We'll tell you about that coming up next.